Hello and welcome back to the First Class Fitness podcast with myself, Jack Brown. And myself, Harry Reynolds. Okay, so today we're going to be talking all things nutrition. And obviously, this is a widely spoken about topic in the health and fitness industry and in everyday life. Um, so lots to get through. We're going to cover as much as what we can uh, in the time frame that we have. Um, we've got some Q&A that we're going to finish with and then we sort of pick some topics that we feel are most relevant to you guys as our listeners. Okay, so first off, what we're going to talk about is something that we talk about a lot online um, with online clients, with our clients in the gym, with everyday people on our social media platforms, etc. Um, that is good versus bad foods. Is there such a thing as these? Um, if there is, what are they? Um, and we're going to elaborate on that now. So first topic, good versus bad foods. Your opinion on this, Harry, to start? Yeah, um, a very, very common question that we get. Um, not even just a question. You see it on social media. Um, you see it absolutely everywhere you go in terms of nutrition. Good food, bad food. Is it a thing? Are they different things? Um, the answer really is is no. Um, and food can be good, food can be bad, but generally food is just food. Um, and you can have a good or a bad diet. Yes, we'll touch on that in a minute. But generally every food is put on this planet to be eaten and you know, a good mixture of these good and bad foods in quotation marks um, equals a good diet, right? Yeah, for sure. And it's something that we always get asked, like we've said, um, and typically when people come to us and talk about diets or we'll put them on a certain calorie target, for example, to fit their goals is, but can I eat this? Can I eat this? Is this seen as a bad food? And typically the foods like this are something high in sort of sugar or fat or a commonly one is uh, bread as well. People always seem to demon demonize bread, um, chocolate, for example. And we're here to say that all food should be able to be consumed in a healthy, balanced diet. Now, obviously, depending on your goals, you may be in a more restrictive calorie target. You may be in a surplus, for example. Um, but obviously, you should be able to eat the foods that you love and enjoy. So sort of moving on to topic two, um, it leads on quite well, is typically we'd say there's no such thing as a bad food. But is there such thing as a bad diet? So if we were to consume all of these, all of the foods that you love and enjoy, for example, um, on a daily basis, and typically these are obviously foods that taste better, higher in sugar, higher in fat, could this then lead to having a bad diet, Harry? Yeah, of course. So it's, it's all about the balance that like we, we always talk about. And um, going back to like the foods, then obviously you've got more nutritious foods than others. Okay, they're going to be worth more in terms of fuel. Um, you know, you could have a, um, a low index um, carbohydrate, for example, that we know that isn't going to spike insulin so much. But if you had something with high, lots of high sugar, lots of high fat, like ice cream or cake or something like that, for example, we know that generally that's going to be, uh, you know, create an insulin spike, um, which is this is where it comes down to the the quality of the food um and look there's nothing wrong with that it's actually healthy to create insulin spikes every now and again and and it's a case of you need to implement both so these nutritious foods that are higher in vitamins higher in minerals um versus the ones that aren't so high uh, in these things but they do keep you satisfied because they hit the sweet spot in terms of taste buds 
Um, and it's good to have both. So I always sort of create myself rules almost when it comes to the diet. And, you know, you, you see it all the time, try and hit five fruit and veg portions a day. And, and, and that's one of the rules that once you've done that, you can be a little bit more flexible in terms of whatever you fill your diet with elsewhere. Um, and I think implementing these rules and having these rules for yourself is quite a good thing to do on a daily basis. No, for sure. And um, so like I say, like, Commonly, these um, sort of bad foods or what people say are bad foods, obviously, typically higher in calories. Um, so this is why they get that that name. Um, but obviously, when you're too restrictive with, with these in a diet, it can then lead to sort of your binging or not having them for so long. So we always try and implement them with our clients. So you should be able to eat these foods that you love and enjoy, obviously, um, in in your diet. So typically, obviously, if we're eating all of these foods um, day to day on sort of like not in moderation as as such, then that's when it can lead to a bad diet. So sort of on those first two points is we would sort of say that there's no such thing as a bad food as you should be able to eat every food and drink in your diet. But obviously, if you're consuming these um, too much, then that's when it can turn into a bad diet. So next up is something we're going to talk about. We're going to still stick to diets. And this is fad diets. Um, what are they? Um, and could we label these as bad diets, Harry, as such? Yeah, exactly this. So, um, yeah, these fad diets, you can label these as bad diets um, because the balance isn't there. So these fad diets are there to create a calorie deficit. Generally, the fad diets are always based on weight loss. You rarely see a fad diet that's based on weight gain. And that's purely because they are based on a calorie deficit and they lack balance. So they might get you to drink a certain amount of shakes per day and you're only allowed one main meal. You're only allowed to eat one meal or food per day so the balance straight away is totally gone um and like i say all this does at the end of the day is creates a calorie deficit you're in a you know you're lower than your um calories are lower than what you're you're burning you're gonna lose weight of course that is a, a given but what are you doing to in terms of your vitamin minerals intake most people that do these diets they have to spend fortunes um of money on supplements because they're not getting the natural vitamins and minerals they're going to get from food in their diet because they're so lack uh, lacking food and, and nutritious food because they're only having one meal a day so yes you could say these are bad diets right yeah for sure um and like harry's just said they're they're lacking in the macronutrients and micronutrients that we need on a day-to-day -day basis typically they're super low calories um a lot of them are typically just liquid diets and don't um include sort of um whole foods um so that leads us on to the point of so what is a healthy diet what do we promote as personal trainers to our clients um and what should we be promoting to everyday people so first of all a healthy diet or a sustainable diet is the one that you can adhere to um the longest okay so this is why we always see these fad diets they'll always come um in waves as such we'll see them on social media uh, potentially even on different programs on tv um, and while they're getting promoted and they'll always come in waves is because people can't adhere to them they may get results off them but then typically if there are sort of weight loss diets people then put that weight on and more and then next uh, next thing you know you've been on the next sort of wave um, of fad diet and you're doing the next sort of juice diet 
So what is a healthy diet? Obviously one that you can adhere to the most, so like we've touched on, involving the foods that you love and enjoy, and also the foods that are high in macro and micronutrients. Um, and it needs to be flexible, um, like I said, in allowing things that you love and enjoy. But then we need to fit the focus on the macronutrients as well. So us as personal trainers, we always link to a high protein diet, um, obviously for muscle growth and rebuilding that muscle tissue from the exercise that we're doing. We need carbohydrates as our main energy source. So typically, again, carbs is something that's demonized. Should you be having carbs after six, etc.? All of this stuff that isn't true. And then it needs to be um, high in fats and different fats. So obviously monounsaturated, polyunsaturated, um, to obviously get the good healthy fats in our body, um, linked to obviously hormones, etc. Um, anything you need to touch on on healthy diets, Harry? Um, no, you've, you've pretty much hit the nail on the head. Um, like I say, it's, it's the main thing that we need to focus on is the balance side of things. Um, and like I said earlier about creating the rules, is a really good way of doing that. So, um, you know, you, you need to make sure that you're having enough carbs, you know, fats, proteins, like you say, they all carry their own um, properties and, and, and what they're good for. You know, protein keeps you fuller for longer generally, as long as, as well as sort of fiber as well. So any veg intake is, is going to keep you fuller for longer, which is why we always promote eating more veg with meals, because A, if you are in a deficit and you, you know, you need to, uh, you need to sort of you're eating less and you don't want to be um hungry for the rest of the day you just you simply eat more more veg you eat more protein um generally it's going to keep you fuller for longer and yeah and it's it's the balance of all of it as well as as much as you know it comes into a diet as well it's uh, hydration comes into it massively as well so we need to think about how much water we're drinking um and i think generally another rule of, of, of thumb is about a liter of water per 20 kilos of body weight so generally that's sort of around three liters as a minimum. Um, and it seems like a, a, a lot of water, but where that comes into it is as long as we're hydrated, our body is going to work to its absolute, absolute optimum, uh, optimum. So it's going to, you know, your, all your systems, um, your digestive system, your, your immune system, all of these can work in their absolute optimum. They can work at their peak because they are hydrated. So, you know, that's going to come into it as well. Um, and, and yeah, like I say, you've pretty much hit the nail on the head. Um, what, what's the next point there we've got? So is a calorie just a calorie? Yeah. Yeah. So an interesting topic and it's, and this comes down to what we've just spoke about really, you know, are calories the, the be all or end all? And it comes down to sort of macro macronutrients and a calorie from a certain macronutrient is going to do different things there. You know, their genetic formula is slightly different. Um, so a protein calorie will do something different to a fat calorie for example and it's quite sciencey and we don't need to get into the in-depths of that as such but it's just understanding what that you know they, they promote isn't it yeah and that's why we always promote obviously getting protein carbs fats and those micronutrients into your healthy balanced diet um, but if you were to have a diet of all of your calories just from carbohydrates for example um it would give you different sort of body function in your body. The process that your body would go through would be different compared to uh, all of your calories coming from protein, for example. So obviously carbs, proteins, fats have different roles within the body. Okay, so how proteins are broken down, for example, in the body um, is obviously it has a higher thermic effect 
so this means that your body will actually burn more calories breaking these proteins down um, it takes longer for them to be broken down so therefore it keeps you fuller for longer so this is why where we get our calories from is vital um, in the fact on how we make up sort of our diet in that okay so calories in a gram of fat is nine calories for example and then calories in carbs and protein are four calories so you can see already the makeup of a gram um, of calories fats and proteins are different um, so this is why vital we get that 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 balance between them all um, on the next topic we obviously promote a high protein diet as much as we can and why do we always bang on about this harry especially to our clients yeah um and it's it's sort of going back what, what we've just spoke about really for, for the first one is that yeah it, it takes a little bit longer to digest proteins um so you know it stays into the, the systems a little bit longer um meaning it's going to keep you fuller for longer um and obviously it's the it's the muscle building it's the repair uh, macronutrient that we need and most of the time when we work with people we're working with people that are training hard they're training well and recovery is quite a big thing for them and high protein diets will make sure that they recover well that you know it rebuilds that uh, that muscle tissue that's been broken down in sessions and and, and rebuilt um and yeah and it's 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 one of those macronutrients that we need to keep at a level for the whole of our lifestyle really um and it shouldn't really change much you'll see that protein whether you're in a calorie deficit when you're in a calorie you know maintenance or if you want to gain weight your protein intake doesn't change much at all um you know we can play around with the carbs and with the fats because that's our fuel source and then we can mix that up but the protein should always stay the same um and it's it, it you know it keeps your blood um it keeps your, your, your blood level it keeps your um your your blood sugars in check as well the proteins into the blood and yeah it's something that we shouldn't mess around with too much um especially if you are that person that's a typical gym goer and you know you want to be building muscle protein is just one of those non-negotiables that you need to be hitting every single day that target needs to be hitting every single day um in order to either gain size muscle size um or even get stronger it's one of those things that we need so yeah super super important um arguably in that sense one of the the most important macronutrient yeah and it's always a question that we get asked and it's always um a question such as how can i um increase my protein intake etc and typically people's protein um targets each day uh, are not normally hit or it's a lot um sort of a common issue that we see with clients who maybe just start out with us uh, or in the general population and of course Foods high in sort of sugar and carbs and then fat as well, normally typically high um, in sugar as well. Um, obviously, they just taste better. They just taste better than some proteins. But every day now you see in supermarkets, there's always sort of a protein version of yeah. a certain food. So obviously, as as um, we've sort of gone through the years, obviously coaching, this is sort of increased. Uh, but yeah, this is a common issue that I'm sure some of you guys are listening to as well, saying that you need to up your protein intake. Um, and we'll always tell our clients, that you should be trying to base a food around a protein source Yeah. Um, every meal. And typically we'd say something anywhere from sort of 20 to 30 grams. Obviously this will be dependent on your target for the day. Um, and if you're sort of male, female, um, weight, size, height, etc. Okay, so 
Let's move on to some questions as well that we typically get asked, um, or at least we've had on our socials um, in the lead up to this podcast. Um, Harry, so the first one is, when in a deficit, can I be under this target? So with our clients and some of you guys who may be listening, we have our check-in sheets um, and anyone who we set up who wants to be in a deficit and wants to achieve fat loss, we will give them typically a calorie target that they need to stick to. And a lot of the time, we will see people fall under this target quite dramatically. Um, And Harry, if you just sort of lead on from this and what are the common sort of mistakes we see um, people do if they do do this and can can they be under this target if they want to? Yeah, so... Uh, generally with this target you know this is already a calorie deficit so this is us already giving you this target to hit um so from from my point of view why you'd ever want to go under that is astonishing um because i'm an absolute foodie you want to eat as much food as possible right exactly so um but no we see it a lot we see people fall under it by two three hundred calories and and you know the the odd day here and there isn't going to hurt don't get me wrong but if you consistently did this because you thought that falling 200 calories under this to this target is going to allow you to lose more weight then actually you could be quite wrong um and it doesn't it's not exactly how it works so we all we would generally do is create a bigger negative energy imbalance which is only going to in the long run a um energy levels will massively decrease right Mm -hmm. um b we won't be getting as much um obviously calories in meaning our neat levels as such our movement levels we are going to start to slow down our systems immune system uh, digestive system they're also going to start to slow down as well so they they take a big bit of a hit too they need you know calories to get in and we don't ever want to ponder on going too low that we end up in a catabolic state which is basically where our body needs to find energy from elsewhere so it starts to look into the body for that fuel and it will start to sort of you'll start to lose weight but you'll start to lose muscle mass mm-hmm. you know hard-earned muscle mass that you have put on and it will start using that as fuel because it's not getting enough from food so it's something we don't want to get into um it can be very unhealthy especially for females as well um that's obviously a whole new topic but um yeah it's something we don't want to ever get get near so the answer is no you should try and hit that target um on a daily basis if you are doing a fat loss plan, no doubt that target in a couple of weeks time, when you do lose weight, that will come down anyway. Mm-hmm. But we need to do it slowly. We can't just, you know, hit that target one day and then be 300 off it as in below it the next day, because you will start to struggle in the long run. And it is about that long term process. Um, don't think that, you know, eating a lot less is going to make you lose more weight. Actually, it can have a reverse effect where actually you might need to eat a little bit more to lose weight because you're in such a negative imbalance. So you're not going to move as much. When you eat more, you're going to actually start to move more. Increase um, energy levels. Increase energy course. levels. Your body's going to be in a better place in terms of its, you know, all of its bodily systems. And it means that you're going to feel so much better for it. So, yeah, there's the answer. Of course. And like you say, we, are, and we always try to explain this to clients, is as soon as you're in a deficit, you're giving your body less calories than what it needs to be able to function for that day. So, obviously, the bigger the deficit, the more weight you may lose. But like you say, performance, like Harry said, your mood is going to drop, you increase stress levels, etc. And then this can then lead to, and something that we see a lot on our check-in sheets that we do with clients is Monday to Friday, they'll be super, super low. 
comes to the weekend, social interactions, etc., takeaways, few drinks yeah. here and there, and that's when they then binge yeah. on the weekend, and then their deficit throughout the whole week is then accumulated in those two to three days. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, their deficit for the week is then gone. Yeah. So it's it's like we say, we go back to that first point is if you're in a deficit and you're eating a healthy diet with these so-called good or bad foods, quotation marks, throughout the week, if you're incorporating these foods in moderation into a healthy diet, then this is what we try to do is what we call flexible dieting. So hopefully on the weekends then that you won't have those cravings and the so-called binge that you want to eat these foods throughout the week. Mm -hmm. So of course on that point, if you're an if you have a deficit target, can you be under this? Yes, but you're gonna potentially come into a lot of publication um, with that. And some people may be able to do this, but typically what you're gonna see is you may be in a super, super low deficit. You then come off your diet, you start to eat then at maintenance. So if you imagine you're eating at 13, 1400 calories for three to four weeks, you then come onto a maintenance phase of around 2000 calories. You're then going to start to put on weight. Okay. So you're then, then potentially going to go back to where you possibly would have been at if you're at sort of a two to 300 calorie deficit, which is much more sustainable. And it's going to be a lot more enjoyable because you get to eat more food um, and you're not going to put your body under the stress. Um, that it needs to be under as such. Yeah, and and just sort of like butt in there, um, and it comes down to if you really wanted to create a bigger deficit, it doesn't have to be with food. Remember that you, you know, the most common one, especially with my female clients, I try not to ever let them go too much under fifteen hundred calories, just due to to health publications like that. It does sort of that do arise, and it's almost not worth it. It's it's worth you know sticking at the fifteen hundred as your absolute minimum, and just doing it for a longer period of time to get to where you want to be. And you know if it if if you find that your your deficit's not enough and you're not losing as much weight as you want to, or you know, etc. You can always move a little bit more to get there. I'd rather you move more and eat that amount than eat less and don't move as much. For sure. um, so there's definitely ways of creating that energy, um, you know, that, that that deficit. And it's and it's having less food is not the answer. For sure. Us as coaches, we would always want people to eat more and move more. Yeah. Than to eat less and then potentially move less. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay, so I think, good, I think we answered that quite well there, actually. Um, next question. So what happens when in a low-calorie diet? So we have just sort of just, just touched on that. So obviously, yeah. super low-calorie diet, just to summarize, we'd be in a catabolic state. So that's when we, the body starts to use muscle tissue um, as fuel, which is obviously not what we want. We want the body to use uh, the body fat that we've got stored to burn that. No one really wants to, when people typically say they want to lose weight, they mean they want to lose fat. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to be losing obviously harder muscle tissue. Uh, low energy levels need to reduce potentially from this. And then, like I said, you may be such as a weekend warrior or you have the potential to binge more. Definitely. And you'll find it super, super hard, super hard to yeah. stick to that low calorie diet. And obviously what potentially is one person's calorie deficit and calories for the days is not going to be um, the same as potentially someone else. And this is going to lead us on to this next question is what we had from one of our Instagram followers. And they just simply said, what do you guys eat in a day? Um, and 
it's always a top topic or a question that we get sometimes. Sometimes we want to answer, sometimes we don't. But we must obviously state beforehand what we eat is completely different to what you guys eat. What I eat is different to what Harry eats because our body shape is different. We weigh different. Our height is different, etc. Female, male, etc. But we're going to answer it anyway. And it's always nice to be open with people, um, our clients, etc. And it's just it's easy to say um, as well, but we are just everyday people like everyone else. Yeah, sure. um, a lot of us may potentially people see us as personal trainers and we just eat sort of rabbit food as such, chicken and rice, chicken and rice or whatever. But we are just everyday people like everyone else. So what we're probably going to say is probably no different to what you guys would eat. Potentially we hit the sort of um, the rules that we've been saying a little bit better than some of you guys. Obviously yeah. that's why we're in the profession that we're in and we <laughs> coach you guys on. Um, so Harry, if you just give us... Um, Give us sort of an example of what you eat on a day-to-day basis. Okay. Uh, yeah. So obviously, like you said, it's it's gonna it's gonna range loads. So I don't I don't stick to one specific plan. Um, I might have the same breakfast, for example, but you know, dinner changes a lot, lunch changes a lot. Um, but yeah, it's the more important side of it is the rules that I create and make for myself. Yeah. Um, and I know that I have to stick to those rules. Once I've stick stuck to those rules, then generally. Uh, you know the, the diet falls in place and, and one of the major rules is obviously the protein intake like we spoke about so I need to make sure I'm hitting my protein intake which I try and hit at how, about how would you do this typically for our listeners so people who are listening and say but well, I struggle to hit my protein each day your general yeah. general rule of thumb we've said sort of 20 grams base it around each serving but yeah do you find it easy to hit your target each day uh no to be honest no. protein is tough mm-hmm. um and you need to if, if you are struggling then you know and we're going to talk about them here but protein shakes do help and they are very very um good for you know increasing that protein that protein target and yeah so so you know they help um and i probably have two shakes a day or two scoops a day which is equivalent to probably about 50 grams of protein yeah. the one that i use roughly so you know there's there's 50 straight away i know that i've got to find then sort of 150 grams from food so you know it's a case of um having sometimes i've had eggs in the morning um i have a lot of chicken obviously chicken is great and it is probably the og when it comes to protein intake from most of us i think so isn't it? lean protein sources for like, sure like white white meats for yep. example obviously chicken uh uh, white fish yeah and then obviously you've got higher sort of protein content such as like your steaks but obviously red meats are typically higher in fat so anyone yeah. who's listening just needs to obviously be wary of this mm-hmm. um but like you say yeah protein sources protein shakes we always say that to clients and remember protein shakes are a supplement they should be supplement to a healthy balanced diet okay so make sure we're nailing that first yeah and then if you're still struggling to hit your protein intake then that's when you can start to add protein uh, supplements. But again, it's a typical question we get, should I be taking protein shakes, protein bars, etc.? cetera? Um, no is the first answer. If you can hit your target without it, brilliant. But like we say, protein shakes, very, very easy uh, to implement into sort of a diet because especially they're just so easy to make yeah, uh, with definitely. water, with milk bang it in a shake and it's done okay so protein shakes or eggs um for breakfast sort of lunch and dinner yeah. how typically yeah lunch would be based around like a i normally have like a chicken over like a chicken wrap or yep. you know filled with plenty of, of salad um or 
you know, typical sort of chicken, um, rice and salad or some form of um, stir fry if I've got the time, love okay. stir fries. But yeah, it'll always generally for me be based around chicken. Um, and chicken is just like, like we said, chicken or white fish, like you say, cod, um, even haddock to be fair, like a lot of haddock. Um, and yeah, it'd be based around that. And it all comes down to obviously time, just like, just like you guys, just like, you know, our clients that have, have work, you know, Monday to Friday with nine till five, it's, it's finding the time to, to obviously prep these foods, unfortunately, but you know, there's a lot of accessibility nowadays. You can, rather than going to Tesco and getting to go to a meal deal, um, and getting a meal, deal, sorry, go to Tesco and get a meal deal, look more for the likes of going and getting a, a pack of, of cooked chicken yes okay it's already cooked and they do add you know salt to these they they add certain preservatives just to keep them sort of going for a little bit longer these supermarkets do but they are predominantly still chicken yeah um and they're still better than you know the chicken you would actually pick up in a tesco sandwich for example a meal deal sandwich um so yeah it's definitely worth doing that's that's what i would do my my tesco meal deal if you like in, in quotation marks um would be a you know pack of chicken um i'd go and grab my own wrap i'd go and grab a thing of lettuce and you know make it sort of or a salad bag and add that in there um and there you go you've you, you know you've made your own sort of mildew if you like but it's a lot better than the quality of chicken that you're going to get in a in a in a sandwich on a mildew for example uh, and then obviously when it comes to dinner it's it's totally totally varied but there'll always be a protein source in there so that's you know one of the rules that we stick to is always having a protein source in a in a meal. So you know generally it could be again either it could be chicken based again, it could be red meat based. I try not to have too much red red meat, and that's just um, you know purely for the fact that it, med, red meat is a lot harder for our bodies to digest for, for one, and it is um, you kind of do need to to be aware of that. Don't overeat the red meat um, is what they say, but you know every sort of three times a week as such if you're eating it every day it's probably not it's not going to have a massively um bad impact but just be cautious white meat's a lot easier for the body to digest um and it's it goes down a lot better so so there you go that's the answer with the chicken and, and with the fish so yeah always have protein in the meals so that's rule number one mm-hmm. um, that's going to get you to that protein target in between the meals is where the shakes apologies there the uh the app decided to close down so we're just adding this section in i think where i got to there was every meal that i have yeah generally has to be protein in their protein source um whether it's white meat you know fish and um, whatever it may be and then the rules in between is obviously so snack wise yeah snack wise would be that's where i'd implement the shakes mm-hmm. um so maybe two shakes in a day in between the meals but that's also where i'd implement and it depends when i sort of train as well during the day generally training comes in midday or around midday and i would always because these snacks fall between um just before midday and maybe after midday i'd always 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 have fruit on those snacks as well so i will have a protein shake maybe and a banana and then i'll have maybe a protein shake and an apple for example as my little snack um as such it keeps you going throughout the day but more importantly it keeps the protein content high at the end of the day, you know, I'll look at it and see, you know, what I've got to, but I'll always try and hit that protein target no matter what. So if that means that, you know, late at night, I have to, I know, get a little protein yogurt together or something like that, which I can, you can easily make either yourself through, you know, zero fat sort of Greek yogurt and add your scoop of protein, or, you know, like you said, everything nowadays, you go to a supermarket, you can buy other ready-made protein shakes or protein yogurts or protein this, protein that, you know, I could, I could do that. Um, or, you know, I could make a, you know, a couple of eggs, for example, another good 
a good snack to base, you know, hard boiled eggs, add it into a salad, easy. Um, so that's generally one of the rules, like I say for myself, another rule would be, I spoke about fruit there, was just to get in enough fruit and veg in the day. So every meal generally, I'll try and have a good, good portion of veg um, and mainly green veg, but you know, all veg is good. Generally the, the colors is what you need to aim for. So a lot more colors in your diet is generally good. The colors all sort of um, represent different vitamins, different minerals that are going to go into the body and, and have different properties and do different things. So, you know, um, having a, an array of them is is what you should really be doing. And, and if you're like a seasoned eater as well, so if, you know, during the winter, the vegetables that you, you tend to eat are more um, sort of root veg, then, you know, th these also have good um, implications. When you come into the summer, obviously you've got more citrusy kind of um, fruits as such that are generally going to be easier to buy from supermarkets as well, a lot cheaper. You notice the fruit, fruit and veg prices go up and down through, through winters and summer months. That's wise because obviously then, you know, in the UK, they might not be um, grown as much as, uh, for example. And yeah, and it's good to eat in the seasons. Um, it's good to eat lots of colors. So yeah, I try and base my diet around that as well. Um, and then like I say, hydration from, from earlier, it's making sure three liters is an absolute minimum. And I'm tracking that. It's quite hard to track um, some water intake, but generally drinking from the same bottle um, is quite a good idea and one that gives you measurements up the side so you know exactly how much you've had and creating rules for yourself so I know that when I'm at the gym personal trainer client every time my client drinks I will drink it's a good rule and it's yeah. a good rule because it keeps me keeps me going as soon as they drink I drink and obviously you know we're doing eight eight nine pt days our days and uh, it's, it's a lot of water by the end of the day um you know, filled with a lot of toilet breaks as well. But um, yeah, it's it's one of those rules I've implemented for myself because I know it will keep me going. I know that you on on you know Fitbits or Apple Watches nowadays, you can set notifications that will pop up and tell you to drink. They'll tell you to move. These are awesome. Like it keeps you going if you've got a desk job um, and you need to be reminded all the time. These sort of things will do that. So yeah, definitely recommend that. But yeah, it's about creating rules for yourself. I think. What about you? Perfect. Yeah, something similar, something similar. And typically, some most days I won't normally eat till lunchtime. Mm. Um, this will just be because normally I, I like to have a bigger meal the night before. Um, I'll wake up, get to work normally, sort of, you know, first thing, just have a black coffee and then we're sort of straight into work. Um, someday, no real reason to that, not sort of trying to fast for those first few hours, skipping breakfast, whatever you want to call it. Um, just typically just cause I'm not too hungry, then a shake around lunchtime. So protein based. And then I just like to have sort of a bigger sort of later lunch and bigger meal in the evening. Um, yeah. so you could say possibly like three meals, um, throughout the day. Obviously this would be dependent on goals as well. So if I'm looking to lose weight, I just find it easier to stick to a lower calorie target. If I'm only eating less meals, mm -hmm. so obviously my goal is a calorie surplus looking to put on some weight. Then I'd look to obviously bulk out a bigger breakfast as well but yeah same sort of same sort of foods chicken just an easy go-to because i can just pair it with lots of different foods like noodles salads yeah, etc everything and like you say salads uh fruit and veg are high volume foods with low calories so you can eat a lot of it without sort of bulking out too many calories compared to obviously your higher fats and higher protein um carb based sort of sources but yeah i like eggs eggs on bread a bit of avocado if i wanted to sort of bulk out a bit of fat some healthy fats in there and then something big but potentially on the weekend similar to you guys i'd like to save a few calories 
I'm a sucker for a pizza. So yeah, Friday or Saturday night, save some calories throughout the week. And I know I can eat that guilt free and stick to sort of my weekly targets as opposed to my daily targets, which is something that all of our clients and physiques members use on their tracking sheets. They all have weekly targets they can stick to. So they know if they've got a social event, a few drinks, going out for a meal, then they can uh, they can hold back some calories and eat that guilt free throughout the week and still hit their still yeah. hit their targets best way to be best way to be so very similar to probably what you guys eat we like a takeaway we like a drink we like to have high protein diets which is obviously what we didn't try to coach you guys to have as well so in summary obviously we've touched on good versus bad foods um no such thing as a good versus bad food all in moderation um in terms of the foods that we like to uh Eats, which are typically, obviously, like we said, higher in fats, higher in carbs because they taste better. But again, um, trying to obviously base base each meal around a protein source. Yep. Um, when we implement these foods into a diet, could there be such thing as a bad diet? And that is then yes, there could be. Um, so it's not actually the foods that are bad; it's when they're combined daily over a course of like a week. Yeah, that could then be a bad diet. Um, fad diets as well typically we try to stay away from them potentially they may have worked for you but looking back ask yourself the question now if you have done these are they sustainable have you kept all of that weight off the answer is probably in your head no right now um, super low calories yes of course these work um, but they work because obviously you're in a super, uh, super low deficit super high deficit sorry um, but how are your energy levels, your stress, is your sleep affected? Um, are you in a catabolic state, etc.? Are you losing muscle mass in that? Do you then binge on the weekend? Something you need to ask yourself, is it really worth it? Instead, could we just implement a deficit in a healthy diet or a surplus in a healthy diet? Um, so balanced in macro and micronutrients, good protein sources surrounded by fats and carbs and those foods that you love and enjoy. Um, yeah, we spoke about is a calorie just a calorie? So sort of similar to what you've uh, just said there and the, the properties that each macronutrient bring to the table when it comes to a calorie um, and, you know, how they all do different things. And it's again, it all comes back down to that balance. Um, we know that we need to try and hit our protein target because we know that the, the benefits of having too much protein or, or enough protein, sorry, is is great. Um, it keeps us fuller for longer. You know, it goes with us in the gym. It helps us recover, etc. But it's the balance of the others um, and the balance is really the key, which leads on to the next, which is, yeah, that why we sort of bang on about a high protein diet and the effects of that. And, you know, most people we work with are all keen gym goers um, and, you know, they've got performance-based goals. They've got aesthetic-based goals that, a high protein diet is is needed to fulfill those um we also then touched on about a when in a deficit we, well, we started answering questions from here so when in a deficit um can i be under this target and you know if if we ended up under this target and we ended up super low calorie the the implications of that um so yeah like you said the, the catabolic state etc and yeah it's it's important to hit your target the target is there as a target okay it doesn't mean it's your maximum it is a target when it comes to a deficit try and hit that otherwise you will start to suffer elsewhere probably in the long term when it comes to energy levels etc it's really really important to hit that target on a daily basis you know, don't worry if you've, you've missed it a day or so, but I just see it as, you know, you've missed, you know, your 200 calories lower on one day. 
technically you could have 200 calories more the next day. You know, if you look at your calorie target in a weekly stance rather than a daily stance, this is, this is how I work. I don't know about you, Jack, but, um, it, it makes so much more sense because we like, like we said, we like to have a pizza on the weekend. We like to, you know, Ben and Jerry's, that's my go-to, um, something like that, sweet fix, anything like that. You want to save, uh, some calories for, um, for an alcoholic drink, you know, absolutely fine. We are all human and it is worth doing that throughout the week so that you can enjoy those foods on the weekend um finally we touched on yeah we then touched on what we eat what in a we, day what we eat in a day and, and, and there you go and, and the rules that you know we implement for ourselves and that's the most important thing you know if take a little seat down uh sit down and, and think about the rules that you need to implement for yourself you know do you eat enough uh fruit veg of different colors for example in your diet do you drink enough water do you hit your protein target on a daily basis and uh and do you hit your calorie target on a daily basis they generally for me are my rules and they would you know it depends on um performance based goals as well and, and and goals in the gym and what we want to try and achieve but set yourself some rules and then stick to them perfect so again thanks for thanks for listening to obviously this new episode of the first class fitness podcast on nutrition uh we hope you enjoyed it thanks very much cheers guys